Hi, and welcome to episode 259 of No Crying in Baseball, the rock you like a hurricane-ish episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, I'm feeling very you're, in need of a soundtrack. You I are headbanging with no like, soundtrack. Yeah, I might have to find a little You've got clip. scorpions in your head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds nasty. Well, it is nasty That's... no matter how you look at it. But yeah, so all of our really exciting weekend events got canceled because of Hurricane Ian, which by the time it got to us was sort of like a couple of drizzles, mm-hmm. and which we get. We get why the things were canceled. Right. But it was kind of disappointing. Um, I'm glad not to have a hurricane. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, we missed a couple of manual events that are usually pretty good. Yeah. On the bright side, more sofa time. That, that is good. Actually, I felt like the, the amazing need to recharge the batteries this weekend. Mm. So I don't know if that's like a between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur thing or what. But as soon as the – even though yesterday was – you could have gone out in it. It was yeah. just windy and cold and gray. And, yeah, catching up on Abbott Elementary is actually my new jam for, oh, all for right. comedy. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Okay. That's good. Yeah, how about you? What you been watching? I've been watching the O's at the Yankees. Ah, um, fun stuff. Well, you know, everyone's waiting for, uh, as of this time, which is five-ish on Sunday, Judge has not hit that magic home run mm-hmm. yet. And um, But I was watching all the games because Orioles, and I was enjoying how all the Yankees fans really are there only for Aaron Judge, and they don't care what else happens. I mean, if, if a right. pitcher throws the ball, they're going to boo. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty entertaining. But, you know, so the O's took two out of three from the Yankees, took one out of four from the Red Sox, which knocked them out of wild card um, mm-hmm. contention. But the good news with the win today against the Yankees, the O's have a winning season, which is remarkable because last year they lost 110 games, which is almost unthinkable. And this is the first time ever in baseball history that a team has come back from a 110 loss season to finishing over 500. Woohoo. And just for the record, when I talked to my dad after, I don't remember if it was the first or second win by the Red Sox, he was actually frustrated, like angry, like wanted the Royals to get in and was like, oh. why now for the Red Sox to be doing this? So I was like, yeah. huh, there's dad, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, for I, the undergot, I do appreciate teams playing to the end, even when they're yeah. knocked out. I mean, I, I like that. I also thought you know, the Orioles weren't playing to their best, so right. that was disappointing. But I, you know, there's, don't roll over, play, mm-hmm. play. It doesn't matter, play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although I would like them to pitch to Aaron Judge and just get that fucking over with. We, we did, man. They struck yeah. him out a bunch. They struck him out a bunch. Yeah, well, so. he does that, right? So I don't know. We'll see. Who would have thought that this one would be so much more drawn out than the Pujols one? And, like, Pujols is, is still jamming. Like, I don't know. If they're going into the postseason, he could get to 714. Do I don't you, know. Do you think that um, Judge is caving to the pressure? I don't know. I, that's a good question. I, I mean, don't know what it is. Every I was watching the Yankees feed. Every once in a while, mm-hmm. I watch you know the team that's not my team's feed because I yeah. you get more you know wh- how do other people see your your team and what do they say about your, their players that you don't know about? Right. And every time there was a judge at bat, it was, oh here's all of Roger Maris's kids, here's Aaron wow. Judge's family. Oh you know sixty years you know, it was exactly at this minute you know how many many years ago that Maris hit and all of that. It's like, Everybody is blowing this up so hard. I almost feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Like Ish. a hurricane. Ish. Right. Um, I want to tell you about today's show, but I'm out of beer. Oh, should we pour beer before mm-hmm. on today's show? You know what I can do? I can do the, the opening sound. Here we go. All right. Beautiful. And, and in honor of the Orioles, and I'm saying this and it's in my house, um, we're drinking another beer from our friends at Checker Sprout, 
Checker Spot. <laughs> I clearly need more beer. Checker Spot Brewing Company. We are drinking the right side of the tracks because clearly that's where we're at. And we heartily endorse anybody hanging out with us at Checker Spot. Checker Spot. They'll Brewing never Company. find it if you keep calling it Checker Spot. <laughs> It's near Lot H, people. Right. It's the only brewery near Lot H. Park in Lot H. Hang up out with us at Checker Spot. I'm going to shut the fuck up. Fun fact: Checker Spot is the name of Maryland State Butterfly. Checker Sprot is. I have no idea, but there you have it. On today's show, oh Otani and hey Miggy, we've got the postseason watch because the wild cards are coming up. The Cubs and a league of their own. We've got hair news. It's his own category. It includes Gunner, sweet kids, and some cross-training with hockey. The police blotter this week is absolutely in the eye of the beholder, and we've got international baseball. Cheers. Cheers. You are so good at that. Oh, this beer is so good at that. Is it? Yeah. All right, I got to take a sip. Oh. There's a little bit left in the can. It should probably go into your glass. It probably should. Mm-hmm. No reason. Check or sprat. <laughs> we are children. Hey, Otani is a young guy, but not a child, and he is in his last year of arbitration. So after next season, he'll be a free agent. So that's going to be interesting because he said, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a winning team. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But for next year, uh, the um, the Angels have signed him for $30 million for that one year, which is a record payout for an arbitration-eligible player. The last biggest one was our friend Pookie in 2020, mm-hmm. who got $27 million. So this is pretty exciting, and it's nice that they locked him down now for that. And it's not attached to, are you going to win MVP? Are you going to, you know, it, yeah. it's just straight up. It was just straight up. So you that's know, pretty cool. I wish the best for the Angels next year. It does seem like we're all being robbed by not having Otani and Trout in the postseason. Yeah. Like that it's just it's just fucked up. And 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 shout out for Pitching Ninja on Twitter. He did a thing this week when it was an inning of Otani's facial expressions. <laughs> oh oh no. my god. He's so cute. He's adorable. Yes, I will drink to that. Like just the the way he even shakes off the catcher is so cute. It yeah. So go, okay, so go check that um, out. New listeners, we have a drinking game whenever oh. Potty Mouth uses the word adorable. Actually, it's what either of us do, although <laughs> it's rarely me because adorable is not a sports word. But whenever Potty Mouth uses adorable in a sports context, we drink. So cheers to Otani being, you know, what she said. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, so um, a bunch of teams are now doing their own team awards and so boyfriends are coming up because we'd like to pick those guys that you know their teammates are going to like or their local press is going to like then um, the nationals just announced theirs and my boyfriend lane thomas Mm -hmm. is the nats player of the year is voted by local media and nelson cruz previous boyfriend is got the good guy award which surprises absolutely no one you see him you see what he does and he's a good guy the um the dodgers just gave Freddie Freeman after his first season as a Dodger their Roy Campanella Award, which is voted Aww. on by, they say, the uniformed players. So I think that the uniformed members of the staff. So I think that includes the coaches and all of that as well as the players. But they vote for the player who best exemplifies the spirit and leadership of the late Hall of Fame catcher, wow. Roy Campanella. So that's pretty cool for our friend Freddie. So keep an eye on your local team awards because they might be celebrating some people that you, we may have talked about. I, I kind of feel like that's the classroom award, you know, like you have yeah. the school award and then you've got the awards for your classroom to encourage your students. If they are made out of paper plates. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about baseball boyfriends. These are the guys that Patty and I pick in the off season, which is rapidly approaching. So if you want to hear some in-depth reporting about personalities, keep listening in the off season. And if you want to hear details about the guys who are talking about as boyfriends, 
Go back to our last offseason, or prior, any prior offseason, because Miguel Cabrera, I don't remember where I picked him. It was a couple years ago. But he is hanging in there, and I'm excited that he's going to be back next year. So he's 39 years young, baby, actually, really, and playing with Detroit, who has not been doing grand things recently, but A.J. Hinch says he's back for next year. It's his final year of his contract, so he's playing it out, so that's respectable. There are two option years afterwards, so who knows if they're going to agree on him playing more. This year, he did have a lot of issues since the All-Star break. He was doing really well until the All-Star break, and then there were some knee things and a lot of IL time, and his average is just not pretty at this point. But the man is a legend, and I think Hall of Fame bound played 20 seasons, 20. Like, that's crazy. From your 20 years old through 39 and counting, um, 12 times All-Star, two times AL MVP, and very famously the last player to get the Triple Crown, which was in 2012. And so we'll see what happens to Aaron Judge. Of course, I'm rooting against that, but um, but I'm rooting for the number 62 against the Triple Crown. See last week's episode for explanation. <laughs> Four-time AL batting title on top of that. But beyond having the, the batting title actually for four times, he was in the top 10 for 11 of his years, nine of his years in the top five. So the man's a legend, and I'm happy that he's going to be around next year. And, of course, I started thinking about, you know, all these record-setting watches that we've been doing this year with Pujols and Judge and how close is Cabrera in to like top tens of anything. And right now he's number 14 in RBI and doubles. And he's got a ways to go, but maybe he could get the top 10. (laughs) Interestingly, where he is in the top 10, strikeouts, number six, and grounding into a double play, number two, after pool holes, which just kind of goes to show you, if you look at those lists, they're super comparable to the high achievement list. So it's like you've just got to go for it. I don't know. It's it's going to go one way or another. You're yeah. going to strike out yeah. like that. You're talking about Judge striking out a lot. Judge is going to strike out a lot because he's aiming for the fences. Sure. But yay, Miggy. He's so fine. Postseason <laughs> watch, man. Post the Postseason starts this coming weekend. The regular season was supposed to end, I think, today initially, but there were so many games that were put off, rescheduled, postponed for things, all of yeah. Yeah, all that stuff that were going to Wednesday. The last regular regular season games Aww. are Wednesday of this week, and then the wild card starts on Friday. And remember, the wild card is a three-game series this year. So currently, as of today, the AL is wrapped up tight. We've got the Sigh. Yankees, Cleveland, and Houston as the division winners. Now, the wild card, we know who the teams are, but we don't know where they're seated yet because they're pretty close together. This is going to matter. Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Seattle. Fun fact, the Mariners have reached their first postseason berth in 21 years in dramatic style. Cal Raleigh had a pinch hit walk-off home run Friday night to get them into their wild card berth, which is really pretty exciting. But the order they fall in in the wild card is going to matter. More about that in a second. The National League is hmm. still up in the air because the Mets and the Hammers, Atlanta, are neck and freaking net, neck. And they're playing again tonight. We're recording early evening on Sunday, and they're the Sunday night game. So that could – but they're still like the whole you know last couple of games. Yeah. They're within a game. So either one, whoever wins, you know, comes has the better record, is going to be the division leader, and the other one is going to be in the wild card. But for sure, St. Louis and the Dodgers are – are the division leaders. 
for the wild card, again, it's the, it's the one of the Mets or Atlanta, but then probably San Diego and then either Philadelphia or Milwaukee. They're still neck and neck, too. So here we are, October 2nd, we're recording, and there's still playoff berths in play, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. I got to say, the expanded playoffs are working for me for like prolonging that excitement for longer. So wild cards start on Friday. The top two division winners get a bye. So the Dodgers and either Atlanta or the Mets. And for the American League, the Yankees and Houston get a bye. They don't have to participate in the wild card series. But the third division winner, the, the, the division winner with the worst record out of the three division winners, plays the lowest wild card seat of the three wild cards. And then the top two wild cards play each other. They play in a best of three, and they don't go back and forth. They play at the, – the home team is the team with the best record, the highest seed, hosts all three games. So that's pretty exciting. That all starts Friday. Now, depending on where Toronto lands in all of this, Canada removed all their COVID-19-related entry requirements as of yeah. yesterday, including a vaccination requirement. Ugh. So that's going to affect if the Blue Jays end up hosting, mm-hmm. everybody's going. Yeah. So it's no longer a, well, they have an advantage because they care about their health, you know, whiny thing <laughs> that, that's been happening all season long. So that actually may come into play at some point, depending on how Toronto does. Um, fun fact about, you know, usually at the beginning of the month, we go over our predictions. The only ones worth mentioning are as they relate to division and wild cards. So for the American League, um, we sucked, except that I, <laughs> two teams that I've predicted as division winners – are in the wild card. You, so that's points. almost an honorable mention, but not really. So yeah, Toronto yeah. and Seattle, I had picked to finish as division leaders. I was wrong, but at least they're in the playoffs. In the National League, we both had Atlanta, which huh, could shocking. still happen. Yeah. And then I had the Dodgers, which I'm, you know, it, it was kind of a freebie there. So, and I wasn't afraid to take it. Yeah. Well, I, I think I had the San Diego for that. So I, if they get in, I, which is looking probable, I might get an honorable mention. I think when it's um, for sure, I will give you credit for it. Absolutely. There you go. I well, So what I'm I'm looking at now, when you said Wednesday, that's Yom Kippur, which is a day that I try to like get through somehow. And I'm looking at it. It looks like all the games are in this four o'clock slot, which is like the end of the fast when you just need some distraction. And I will be watching baseball. Absolutely. I'm going to be like clicking back and forth. Between They're all the same games. times. They're all at four. That's like cool four, because four, the first game of the season's all at the same time too, isn't uh, it? So that's kind of cool. They're ending the way they started. I like it. That full circle. Yeah. So I will definitely, you know, focus on whoever needs focusing at that point. And then the <laughs> night before also, it's good to get me through after cold Nidre services. I'll just click over to the giant Padres game. That'll be great. All right. So At this point, though, I'm going to talk about the Cubs and with appreciation and just a a callback to Patty from many previous episodes and saying, like, do it in the stadium and people will pay attention. So if you're going to honor, if you're going to promote women in baseball, girls in baseball, if you do it in an MLB stadium, it's going to have a bigger impact. And that's what the Cubs did with honoring the 30th anniversary of the League of Their Own movie on this past Thursday, September 29th, and to do it with a a lot of style. So they had people coming in. They had Maybelle Blair, original player from the All-American Girls Professional League, who is still all over the place, despite I I should have looked up her age. It's up there. Um, Up up there enough, actually, little little side note here. Up there there enough that Maybelle Blair uses a, a cane when she's walking around. And she has a fabulous cane that is made out of a baseball bat. So when she went to LAX 
to take her flight to Chicago, her cane was confiscated, which is all shades of shitty because she needs it. Now, they, they checked it because, and, and bless our friend um, Perry Barber, a female umpire, wonderful person who we've had on, on a previous episode, who did this full analysis on Twitter of the cane versus baseball bat regulations as far as TSA goes. And a baseball bat must be checked and then it can be picked up at the other end, whereas a cane you're supposed to be able to take with you. So what if the baseball bat is a cane? And apparently Mabel has traveled with this baseball cat cane many times before without any issue. But this time it was taken away with, from her. So I, I don't know where to, to fall on that. Like, do, are you going to – like, she's definitely older, like much, much older. To put that in perspective, she's actually 95. Okay. They took, <laughs> they took a cane away from a 95-year-old right. woman. Because they were afraid that she was going to use it as a baseball bat like that. I mean, she can swing a bat. She definitely I mean, she can, can still st- swing a bat. But yeah. I don't think she's going to do it on anybody's head on the, on the plane. Yeah. All right. Anyway, besides, she, she made it. The bat finally made it. Just bless Justine Siegel, you know, founder of Baseball for All and an all-around amazing woman who discussed this on Twitter. So check her feed if you want to find out the details on it. There were also actors from the original movie, and including some of them sang the, the national anthem, which was Anne Cusack, uh, who played Shirley Britt Blake. Bake. Shirley, did I? I think I left out an L. I don't think it's Shirley Bake. I think it's Shirley Blake. I was not drinking when I did my notes, honestly. And then also the first pitch and the seventh inning stretch were done by Tracy Reiner, who played Betty Horn. They did a Q&A afterwards and then even screened the movie nearby. But the super cool part is that 13 members of the Lil Peaches, the girls' team from actually Rockford, Illinois, where the Peaches played, got a pre-game baseball clinic. That's where they all went. (laughs) What? The L that you left out of Blake. <laughs> you put it pre- in Glam. All right, pre-Glam. Glamorous. Pre-game baseball clinic with Cubs minor league hitting coach Rachel Folden and also Kelsey Whitmer, who's the, the woman who's playing in the Atlantic League, the only woman who's ever played in the Manic Le- Atlantic League for Staten Island Ferry Hawks. So the cool thing about combining the honoring with actually promoting girls' baseball and getting them some coaching, like by a professional – Yay, Cubs. Yep. All right. We have, I'm done with my consonants. <laughs> <laughs> We're locking up those I'm consonants for the rest of the day. Schlecker's Not spot. done with the alcohol, however. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. This is a family show. Yeah. Mm, not really. But, okay, anyway. So we have enough um, little news items that I was able to create a whole hair news category, I'm which is a little shocking. Pro hair news. Uh, they're not all QR. The first two kind of are. Well, maybe, maybe you be the judge. So okay. um, our pal Gunnar Henderson from the or from the Orioles was just named Baseball America's Minor League Player of the Year. Huh. So even though his T-shirt shows no flow, we know he's got it, yeah. and also he's got the chops because he's the Minor League Player of the Year. Congratulations, Gunnar. Yeah. Harold Ramirez of Tampa Bay has had blue hair for most of the season, and the Atlantic, the Atlantic, the Athletic. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? I think I've been getting a contact with... high just because you've had so much alcohol today. Is that possible? It's very possible. Okay, because that's happening. So anyway, The Athletic, which is very different from The Atlantic, although I've read that in the past too, back when I had patience, um, <laughs> did a piece on Harold Ramirez and his blue hair. His blue hair is blue for autism awareness. You know, blue is the color for yeah. autism awareness. He's got a five-year-old son, Elian. 
I think that would be E-L-I-A-N, probably, mm-hmm. Elian, um, who's on the spectrum, and he wants people just to ask him. If you know, if they ask him about his blue hair, he can say, hey, it's autism awareness, and you can talk about it. It's like a conversation opener. I'm mentioning it now because other members of the Rays said, we will dye our hair blue if they make the playoffs. And the oh. Rays have officially made the playoffs. So I'm hoping that that happens so they can kind of like share that emblem like that's it's important it's not mm-hmm. just because that's one of their colors but it's important to the, the one of their players and his family and that is really cool yeah the third um the, the third item under hair news is cross training with ice hockey the um, seattle kraken has a new mascot named buoy not like buoy bay Sox, but buoy like the the maritime the nautical marker mm-hmm. thing he's a six foot tall blue sea troll and when i first saw oh. him i went you're horrible but this is but then this is the City Connect issue. I based it on the ooh, and yeah. as opposed to as soon as I read up on it, I was like, oh, oh. this makes total sense. Um, they have a sculpture, a public art called the Fremont Troll, which actually exists under a bridge yeah. in Seattle, which has been there for, for, for decades. Wow. So they have this whole like sea troll thing. Um, <laughs> but to make it hockey and to make it as part of our hair news, okay. he's got like really long, flowy, bright blue hair. But they said that um, Bowie's hair is a nod to hockey flow and the waves of Puget Sound. Those things combine really well. They do. So he makes hair news, but also he's got That's... a removable tooth because hockey. <laughs> That's hysterical. Well, it's kind of like the Guardians thing, too. Like, if you know why it's important, you're like, all yep. right. The Guardians and and bridge connections too. So many bridges. So many bridges. I want to give a shout out to our friends at DC Girls Baseball because they rock. This upcoming weekend is the third annual DMV Girls Baseball Series. And that is hosted by DC Girls Baseball. And all sorts of other teams are coming to play in Ellicott City, Maryland. So if you're around, you can go to October 8th and 9th and watch a bunch of girls play some serious baseball. They have five divisions, 10 and under 12, 14, 16, and 18. And, by the way, D.C. Girls Baseball has a team that is in the Babe Ruth League, which means they're playing boys' teams, only boys' teams. And at the time of recording, and I know this is true because they got rained out this weekend, they're 4-0, which means they have four times beat boys' teams, including the the most recent one on September 29th, they won 17 to 5, including an inside the park home run by Shalva, who we, I think we can say that we were the first maybe on air interview of this young woman. Possibly so. So I think we're going to have to flag that past episode because she's clearly going on to great things. Congratulations, Shalva. Yay. Good work, DC Girls Baseball. Yeah. Um, I have been accused of playing fast and loose with the police blotter, and this week is um, I've got nothing to, right. to combat that because what I'm going to talk about is the fact that the Marlins left-handed pitcher, Richard Blyer, was called for three balks in one at-bat. One at-bat? One at-bat. So Marlins versus the Mets on Tuesday. The Marlins ended up winning 6-4. to four. Um, But, okay, let me give you perspective. The last player to have three blocks in an entire game was in 2009, right? That was Mike Pelfrey <laughs> of the Mets. Um, the Flyers did it all in one Pete Alonzo at bat, huh. which caused Jeff McNeil to score because he had singled and then three blocks moved wow. him around the bases to score. So he scored on a balk basically from first base. So the only <laughs> he's the only pitcher to have the, the three in the same at bat since 1900. 
Wow. And according to Twitter, he's very likely the first Jewish pitcher called for three blocks on Rosh Hashanah. I would <laughs> believe that. Yeah. Absolutely. So apparently what he was doing or not doing, he didn't come to, according to the home-based umpire, he did not come to set with his glove before starting delivery. You know, they've got to stop. Oh. You know, it can't be a fluid motion from, like, you know, get, getting yourself together to pitching. You have to stop so the batter knows when to be ready. He says, this is how I have pitched for, for seven years, he's pitched this exact same way, and he's never been called for a balk before. So a lot of people are raising a big stink about this because it's the way he's always done it. If he's not coming to a stop, it's a balk. But um, so Don Mattingly was ejected after the third balk, and then Blyer himself huh. at the end of the inning kind of you know had a little couple things to say to the umpire with, I believe, good reason um, if he, in fact, was pitching the same way he has always pitched. So he also got ejected. Um, so Buck Showalter, who manages the Mets, was talking about, yeah, they, they did say, you know, we were told ahead of time that that this thing, this like stopping, yeah. you know, the coming to set and all that was something they're going to be watching out for. So we knew it. But he said, it's just in the eye of the beholder. So even Buck Showalter, who benefited from this, is like, eh. Bucks are weird. But, you know, as the Thunderbolts say, it's just a rule. <laughs> it's just a rule. Yeah. It's a fuzzy rule, though. Oh, my God. It's a, it's definitely a fuzzy rule. I know it if I with, see it, but yeah. not even, man. Yeah, but different people see it different ways. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to go to Panama now. The World Baseball Classic Panama. update. So right now, the Panama qualifiers are going on. So the, there are going to be two teams that come out of this qualifying tournament, which get to go to the World Baseball Classic next year, which makes it super exciting because I'm really excited for the World Baseball Classic. You may have heard that if you've listened to the podcast before. <laughs> yeah, and this is so much fun. So you can watch more of these games on Tuesday at 1 o'clock and 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and Wednesday at 8 o'clock. You can watch the exciting games where we're going to find out who the two teams teams that go on are. So those are the two eight o'clock games. But there are a lot of really fun stories about the, the countries that have qualified to get into the qualifiers, including Pakistan. Fascinating. They've only had baseball in the country as, a, as a, an official sport since 1992. And the guy who is right now managing was seven years old and at the meeting when baseball was founded in Pakistan in 1992, because his dad was the one who orchestrated that, who has is, who is since passed. But he has taken on sort of this baseball torch and he is managing. And in this past year, he realized that what happens at these qualifiers is that it's not just the homegrown players, but you put out those feelers to anybody who could possibly qualify you for your team because they've got some Pakistani relative or, you know, they qualify for citizenship in some way. Go back to like two episodes ago where I outlined that. So that's what he did this past year and got some players who are college players. So there's nobody who's actually in a minor league or a major league player on the Pakistan team. But he put the feelers out there. He got an NFL quarterback. Now, I don't play, pay that much attention to football beyond the Patriots, but his name is Gibran Hamdan. And apparently he, they found out that he had played baseball in college. Huh, and that was enough. And that was enough. And he's actually a four, he's 41 years old, retired 
quarterback and was willing to go and last minute COVID cancellation. Oh no. So despite that, the Pakistani team made it. They also have three 16 year old high school pitchers who are pitching around 85 miles an hour, but that's like, you know, a good thing for them. But but news wise, if you've all been paying attention, Pakistan has been decimated by floods recently. And so they could barely scrape up an, enough money for their team to go and participate. But just to have like that kind of spirit and drive that we want to start achieving in baseball. And so far they didn't, I, they're about to be eliminated or they have been eliminated. They, they lost their first two games, but they made it. They even got stopped in Turkey for 23 hours because of visa issues. But just that perseverance and that worldwide love of baseball is why I love talking about the World Baseball Classic. Even resources, they don't have any field in the country, in the country of Pakistan completely de devoted to baseball. So they play on soccer fields or whatever that wow. get like sort of turned over. And there was one game recently where somebody literally in the crowd brought a, gave his glove to the first baseman because he didn't have the right kind of glove that oh, he was playing wow. with. So, yes. Takes a village, takes a country. Yeah, so let's all s support the spread of baseball. So in Panama, the other teams do have uh, several players who are affiliated with MLB, including Panama itself, Jonathan Arauz, who is currently affiliated with the Orioles, formerly of the Red Sox. He played in the World Baseball Classic in 09 for Panama. He's playing. Brazil, who's done surprisingly well with winning a couple games, have um, six MLB-affiliated players. They last made the Classic in 2013. New Zealand has two affiliated. Nicaragua has two Argentina has nothing going but spirit, but <laughs> but actually they they did win a game, so they're hanging in there and actually and and they literally put out a plea on social media saying, here are the qualifications that you need to play for the Argentinian team. If you have a parent who is born in Argentina, or if and they gave the whole list and please join our baseball team, and they still floated it. Um, New Zealand, despite their underdog status. Before the game, they do the haka. Have you seen the Maori haka? I guess it's a. It's not dance. It's a thing. So actually, here's the here's the quote from the haka page. The actions include the stomping of the foot, the protrusion of the tongue, and rhythmic body slapping to accompany a loud chant. So this is something that the New Zealand team does. Uh, before soccer matches, usually, or, or rugby. Right. But the baseball team did it before their first game, and it is an imposing, it's like, you know, going up to the opponent do saying. Do the fans do it too? Or just. I, the, you know, it looked like it was just, just the, the team. team. That's pretty cool. Just the team. And it is so worth seeing the video. Now, granted, they did lose that game that I saw them do that. Well, you know, in, it's not before. a lucky thing, it's right. a ritual. So it is. You know. It is. It's an imposing kind of ritual. So they did that against Brazil. Brazil won. I don't know. One more fun fact about this year's World Baseball Classic Pan uh, qualifiers in Panama. There's a female umpire for the first time. Yay! So Lisa Turbot, who's from Canada, she was behind the plate for the first, uh, first on the first day of Pakistan-Argentina, which Argentina won. And then I saw her when I was watching the game yesterday, Nicaragua-Brazil, with Brazil winning, surprisingly, um, on Saturday. So power to them, you know? More of that, please. Um, on World Baseball Classic news, a little bit more when we're talking about the actual tournament happening next year. Puerto Rico is in. Yadier Molina 
we have talked about retiring this year after the Cardinals, is going to be managing. And there is a little bit of controversy around this. So I saw Yadier managing Puerto Rico. How cool. I was super excited. This just got, I just saw it posted like yesterday, Saturday. They're saying that it was announced on Thursday. MLB.com had an article. But about two weeks ago, on September 12th, there was another article which mentioned Yadier Molina managing, and it wasn't covered by MLB, and it was connected to Eduardo Perez resigning as general manager. So Eduardo Perez, a former major league player, best known on ESPN, actually he drove me crazy when he was covering the, the Korea series, but he was, he was supposed to be the GM of the Puerto Rican team, and he resigned around t- September 12th, saying that the process wasn't respected regarding getting the coaching sc- staff together. And at that time, Jorge Castillo of the LA Times said that it was because Yadier Molina was being named as manager, and he hadn't been consulted, and he had somebody else in mind. Oh, so drama. a little bit of drama related to that, but. You know, now it's all Yachty's in. Everybody is excited about supporting Yachty. But I don't, I don't know if, it, if losing Perez is a big thing or not. They do have a new GM who's Jose Sola, who's the Astros scout who signed both Carlos Correa and Kike Hernandez. So you would think he's got some chops about him. Plus, he has experience as a GM of the Cangrejeros of Santurce in Puerto Rico. I don't know. I'm I'm waiting to see who else is going to be playing for Puerto Rico before I go full behind them because I'm excited about Yachty, Yachty managing. Sure. I think that's a, a cool thing, especially to a little bit of practice before he goes to Venezuela to man- manage in the offseason. But right now, all they have announced for the Puerto Rican WBC team is uh, Javier Baez, who apparently has not had a good year. He's batting 230. I, I had not been following him this year, but maybe he'll do well for the for the Puerto Rican team, and Carlos Correa and Jose Miranda and Marcus Stroman. So they have a ways to go. If Kike Hernandez jumps on, I'm going to be all team Puerto Rico. Yeah, you are. That's for sure. Didi Gregorius, not Puerto Rican, from Curacao. So he's not playing on the WBC team, but he's going to be playing for the Cangrejeros de Santurce this winter in Puerto Rico. So I'm, as we're winding up our, our notice about the end of MLB, of course, I start gearing up for winter baseball and gearing up for winter baseball in Puerto Rico is fun. And it starts on my birthday. That's November 5th where Woo! everybody wants to send presents. Here I am right here. And by presents, she means tickets to Miami. Well, actually, right? tickets to World Baseball Classic mm-hmm. games. We can get ourselves to Miami. Right. So. <laughs> although, although I'll accept beer as well. Sure. Okay, my last thing about Puerto Rico. This is definitely Happy Puerto Rico Day. The Women's League, league in Puerto Rico. A league. They have many teams. Several. But they've been on a two-week hiatus because, yes, major hurricane. But not – they've been on a hiatus from playing, but at least two of the teams in particular, the the Lobas and the – I can't remember the other the other name. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it, so I'm gonna skip it. But they've been doing hurricane relief, so efforts in bringing water and food to particularly uh, devastated areas, ice cleaning out homes. One wow. of the team, yeah, and and the, the players are doing this. The players are That's doing that. Really the cool. women's league, you know, as well as the men's leagues too. But they're starting. Uh, they're able to start play again today. So we will. I will let you know what's happening in women's baseball in Puerto Rico. 
Yep. Hey, so the the Hammers, the Atlanta baseball team, um, for those new to the show, um, we don't use the Atlanta team's uh, current name. We call them the Hammers to honor Hammering Henry Aaron, which is how we believe they should be naming their Absolutely. team. Anyway, so the Hammers went to the White House this week when they were in town to play the Nationals to meet the president to be honored for their World Series win. And my happy thing about that was President Biden was honoring their, quote, unstoppable, joyful path Aww. to the World Series, which just sounded so warm. And it's a game and you're really good at it and you're dedicated and you earned it. And that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weirdly politics free. You know, the last couple of years, we've been very oh, itchy about teams Ugh. going to the White House. It's politics for you for better or worse. There were a couple of things that could have come up hmm. that didn't. One was the fact that um, they pulled, that the All-Star game was pulled from Atlanta yes. last year, which was very much a political move. Yeah. And also the frickin' chop. You yeah. know, that didn't come up. And, you know, the name of the team. So, right. like, the, the racist stuff didn't come up and the, you know, the political mm-hmm. pulling of the All-Star game because of, you know, voter suppression in Georgia. Right. Neither of those things came up. On the bright side, you know, they stuck to sports in a happy way. Right. Well, I guess there's the the, the White House visit thing. I always think of the players who refuse to go. You know, like yeah, no like mention. the Sean Doolittle's of like in in those days of the the prior White House that I don't even want to think about at this point. But that there weren't any players saying I am boycotting this because right. Biden's in the White House. So right, yeah, it was it was pretty low key. It, it it felt like it was back to the we're being honored by our country for winning this this sporting event. Huh, that part's nice. Yeah. So eh, yeah. I, I would have liked it to have been kind of a starting point. I believe a yeah. question about the, I don't know if it was the name or the chop or both came up in the regular like White House press conference, oh. but that was separate from the visit. Okay. And you know, the press secretary said, yep, you are absolutely right. That is very important. You know, what are they going to do? Right. But, you know, acknowledge that, yes, that is an issue. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The Hammers promised to deal with that like two years ago, and shit has been done. Shit, shit. has been done. Hey, we have this uh, fantasy league, which shit has been done on my part. <laughs> um, but we have a little bit of movement. Not, oh. not in first place, however, because that's still Bono's boyfriends. And given that we only have this week to go, I think yeah. that the number one and number two and number three spots are pretty locked up. Bo, Spicy Susie's Hot Mess Express, and number three, Leftovers. Hey, um, number four is now Super Depressed Ace Fan. Hey. That was moved up from number five nice last work. week, swapped with iZombies for Adults. They are practically neck and neck. They're a point apart. Number six is Deborah F's team, and number seven is Karen's injured team. Number eight, still me. Now, we also had a swap here. Number nine, defense, good, offense, meh, is now ahead of the kids, huh. who are number 10. Again, they are pretty close as well. And then Potty Mouth, rock solid. I am rock far away solid. in that basement. You know, yeah. I'm just holding everybody up there. I'm not even looking at my lineups anymore. And, you know, there's always next year. Me and the Red Sox, we'll man. We'll get them next year. Yeah, yeah. We, ha- we we both grew up with that. We'll get them <laughs> next year. This Cleveland girl and that Boston girl. Yeah, we grew up with Yeah, we'll get them next yeah, year. Yeah, but your team might get in this year. Maybe. It's pretty exciting. Maybe. Knock on, knock on anything you can knock on. Um. So yeah. So next week we will officially announce our winners, and then um, you know, we'll we'll see what kind of surprise packages come your way. Woohoo! Gotta say. Speaking of winners, oh. quick, quick, get to your computer and vote for the Roberto Clemente Award before midnight on October fifth, which is like really soon after this podcast drops. Pretty much, kinda. Hey, old lady, they can do it from their phones. Oh. <laughs> You're adorable. Yeah, use your phone. Just vote. Just vote. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it, interesting I, what I thought. Here we are in October 2nd. September 30th, which was just a couple of days ago, was the anniversary of Clemente's last game and his 3,000th hit. He was the first Latino to hit 3,000, and he's still the only Puerto Rican-born player to have hit 3,000. So hats off to Roberto Clemente, and vote for the guy. I voted. Did you vote? I did vote. Oh. I did vote. I'm going to vote some more. I, I you thought can you could only vote once. Yeah. How many email addresses do you have? Oh, that's uh, a good point. I do have several. Not that we endorse no. voter fraud. No. We don't. But Josh yeah. Bell. Josh Bell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing Nothing to see here. I'm going to watch a little bit more baseball while we still can this week mm-hmm. um, before the playoffs start. While it's just, hey, regular season, it's it's a good time. So that's what I'm doing this week and then then this weekend i'm going to start having to like pick some sides yeah i'm just excited i don't know there is there is something nice about stress stress stress-free postseason baseball where i'm not too tied into it and i can just enjoy it but then i am also a little bit bitter and i will be spending wednesday atoning for all of my sins so i'm coming out clean on thursday (laughs) and then I'm going to be all set for the postseason. Well, thank God for that. If you want to, if you want to come <laughs> clean to anything, <laughs> to, to potty mouth about anything, find us on social media and tell her all your sins. She loves that stuff. Right. I'll process everybody's sins if you get them to me before Thursday at oh my God. CIP Podcast on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram, no crying in b-ball. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get your new booster, people, because, I mean, you don't need it for Canada, but Canada would prefer that you had it. I'm just saying. Um, Fight the man is the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. No, you did that just right. I mean, when you delivered it, you delivered it with a plum. Okay. Yeah. What is a plum anyway? I don't know. Okay, but, but if it's I there. Can, if I can, oh fuck, with a plum, <laughs> then I think I'm winning. <laughs>